0: And uh, Welcome to the Serpents of Inter podcast. I'm uh, Matt Clark, site manager for Serpents of Matadina, and it's been a long time since anyone has heard anyone at the Miatza chant Maro Icardi's name, and it's going to be a little bit longer, I have a funny feeling. Today, uh, uh, big news. We're going to get to that here in just a second. But I, I first want to uh, uh, introduce, and I have to thank technology for this one. Uh, I have to introduce uh, my co-host today, Sam Poor. Sam joins us from uh, from from Sweden, which is which is kind of awesome. He's in Sweden, the southern part of Sweden, and I'm in South Carolina, and we're able to bring you this. So, uh, Sam, welcome.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I think Hello, everyone.
0: I, I think it's awesome that uh, this, this gets to work the way it does. I, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about it. But, uh, you know, let's get right into it. There's a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, you know, today we'll talk, obviously, uh, we'll lead off, obviously, with talking about Mauro Icardi. Big news um, out of uh, out of Milan today. We'll talk about that. Uh, tomorrow afternoon's matchup uh, is a big one, Rapid Vienna in Vienna, uh, in the uh, first leg of the Round of 32 in the Europa League. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. But first... Uh, you know, big, big stuff uh, out of Milan today. Mario Icardi, uh, the, the long time, and I say long time, it hasn't been that long, but long time captain um, for, for Inter has, uh, has been stripped of his captaincy, and on top of that, he will not be traveling to Vienna uh, for the Europa League, and, and th- I mean, this is big. This is, this is big stuff. It, it came down this morning um, out of Italy, and uh, in, in now Samir Handanovic, uh, goalkeeper, will now be the, uh, uh, the captain. And I wrote a piece on this, and, and 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 Sam, I don't know what your take is, but honestly, first off, I, I can't say as I'm too terribly surprised by it. I, I, you know, it's it's a it's a big reaction to make. I mean, you know, short of maybe calling the player into the office and having a coming to Jesus, um, it, it's a big decision to make um, for Luciano Spalletti and 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 Beppe Marotta and, and Javier Zanetti, and, and I, I have to imagine that even Stephen Jang was had to be part of this conversation Absolutely. to a degree. And, 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 I mean, this is a big, big decision for this club to make, that, that their, their leading striker, their uh, figurehead, if you will, is, is now, you know, basically backbenched almost. And, 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 you know, I think in, in the piece I wrote and I, I said that, you know, first off, not, not necessarily surprised by it. Um, you know Icardi is, is a is a quiet player per se on the field um, not one that, that necessarily directs traffic leads the team um, and, and I think I even, I even quipped in the in, in the piece that usually the only times you hear him complain is when he's not getting proper service from his wingers um, yes. and, and that's really about it. And, and and I'm not sure if that necessarily makes a captain and I know I really don't think that makes a captain Especially in the situation that Inter is in right now um, With 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 the way they've been playing so I got first first Sam what you know your take on on what happened today in Italy?
1: I think you touched on a few things there Matthew to begin with uh, If Mario Icardi doesn't score he's he's not included in the, in the build-up phase so with that you know, you have all these controversies surrounding him. I think that some of his teammates might have uh, grown a little bit tired of him. And the fact that uh, he doesn't score at all, I think that, I don't know, it just, it just feels like I think that he's going to leave this summer. And, and you know there there was a lot of, there there's been a lot of speculation about that,
0: especially in the Italian media, that this is just kind of an Ivan Perisic type thing, where you know you, you know Perisic made the request for transfer uh, uh, prior to a match, and, and then he sat out for two, and it was one of those things where Spalletti basically said, I would imagine basically said, get your head right, you're not going anywhere, um, Arsenal's bid isn't valid, you're not you're you're not leaving, but you've made this request, so now we've got to let things kind of settle before we get you back into the mix. And there's been a lot of speculation today that this, that this move by Inter management to basically bench uh, Icardi is a precursor to what will inevitably be his exit in the summer. And, and I, you know, I, I, there's I think there's validity to that. I, I think I, I think that's certainly a, a topic that that needs to be addressed. It needs to be conversed about. Uh, you know is he going to leave uh, you know Gianluca Di Marzio uh, actually you know put out a piece today said that really it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that it just means that Cardy is just not a captain he's not he's not captain material
1: and he's uh, not and i have agree to agree that. i have to yeah. agree
0: he's not he's not a captain he's not you know just because you're a prolific goal scorer and that you, you are the offensive face of the team does not a captain make Um, A captain has got to be an overall field general. You've got to have command of of the field. You've got to implement the strategy um, for all 11 players, not just yourself. And I don't know that Icardi really does that. Well,
1: it's a double-edged sword in a way. Because Icardi is such a great talent and he's such a good goal scorer that you know what he's capable of, and and he has shown indication of of being, uh, you know, play being good at playing outside the box. You know, he had some passes here and there, and he, he, so he he has the tools and the means to become a great player. But that's the thing. On the other side, all the controversy. You know, his wife is doing all this blast and and <laughs> what a mess. It, it, yeah, I mean that's the thing, and you know you gotta. You got to see it in both ways. So, so I will say this. If Icardi doesn't stay, how much does it cost Inter and how much can Inter monetize from that? Because if, it, if you look back at it, uh, when Ibrahimovic used to play for Inter and he left for Barcelona and we got uh, a good sum of money plus we got Etou and what happened we want the triple so i mean if you can replace him with with a player that has similar attributes but can uh, contribute in other other things such as you know assisting or being a target player you know you can you can you can you can cover that because lautaro martinez is probably gonna uh, he might not be as a good goal scorer as Icardi, but but he can he can do other things you know because you have seen indication of that he, he's a he's good with the ball you know when he learns how to be a, a little bit more cynical he will probably be a better or more complete player so, uh, if I, so.
0: well i think i think you know you touch on lot taro martinez and we'll, we'll talk about that here in 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 just a second but what I think we'll see here is in the coming weeks if there is not a a a Concerted push for a a contract renewal for Icardi. I think that will spell out a lot. Right now, under his contract, there is a buyout clause. Um, His new contract uh, that that has been proposed, uh, at least from what has been reportedly been proposed, does not include a buyout clause. But that contract is not in effect. So right now, Inter would stand to gain. Um, uh from a from a from a sale if if a cardi does move on if they d- decide not to renegotiate his contract um, so there would be um there would be some potential there now oh. what is what does that translate to you know it's hard to say you know we're, we're a ways away from the summer market we're a ways away from from seeing you know who may be available who may not be available of course there's going to be speculation galore for the next couple of weeks over who could possibly replace <laughs> a cardi or who they could get in to replace a cardi and, and to kind of switch direction here, you know, you talk about uh, Lataro Martinez. This provides a massive opportunity for this youngster. This is huge for him. He has the opportunity to make his name and put his stamp on this club, he, it, it, At least if, if not tomorrow, uh, you know, in, in the coming weeks. Uh, you know, I think he, he had the goal uh, against Parma. Uh, that was that was nice. I think I think Nainggolan deserves a lot of the credit for that because it was his through ball that, that made it happen. Uh, and we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit, too. Um, but but, uh, you know, right now, Inter would would see a financial windfall if they do two things. One, not renew his contract and, and, and two, sell Icardi in the summer. Um, now, what teams would take him? Hard to say. Uh, Chelsea, maybe, uh, mm. you, you know, Real Madrid, maybe. I, I just, I'm, I, am i am just not sure. Um, I don't know if he stays in Italy. Um, no. you know, I don't, Juventus doesn't need him. Um, you know, in fact, they would probably, they're probably going to shed, you know, sadly enough, uh, shed Paulo Dybala, um, who is a great talent. And, oh. and, 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 you know, so, so I don't know. I don't know where he goes. A lot of speculation coming up, but again, I think I think the underpinning thing here is this provides a massive opportunity for a player like Lataro Martinez to really come and you know, if you want to even spread that out a little bit, I think it even provides an even better opportunity for Ivan Perisic. Um, you know, here's a player who has struggled this season. You know, I think it was those struggles that led him to say, you know, maybe it's time to leave. This could provide a nice opportunity for Ivan Perisic to shine as well because we know he's got talent. Um, he's got the ability to, to not only service, but to score. Um, yep. He's got the ability to, to run the field. Um, so, so I think this actually opens up some doors. I hate to say it. I, I really do. I hate to see this kind of drama, um, you know, percolate with this club at this point in time when it really doesn't need it. But I think we have to, we have to look at this two ways. We can't look at this as, oh, no, acardi has gone. Acardi's no, not going to exactly. play. What's going to happen? I think yeah. we have to look at this as, okay, now what what can happen? Now you've got the spotlight off of Acardi off of his lack of performance, and you can now shine that on players like Nainggolan, like Matteo Politano, like Jaumario, who I won't play tomorrow anyway, but like Jaumario. Like um uh, you know, even even, even Cedric Suarez, uh, you know, even, say, and, and, and Milan Skriniar, you know, I, I think this opens up a ton of opportunity for players to step up and say, look, he's not going to play, he's not going to be the captain, it's my time to step up, and let's see what these players are just, made of.
1: Matthew, can I just add on something? Sure. To all of this that you have said. First of all, you know that uh, Icardi actually declined to play, that, uh, play the game tomorrow. He that he did that himself because uh, they did an interview with Paletti and he actually said that that he got uh, he got a call up but he declined it. That's the first thing. Second of all, uh, I think that you touched on something because Perisic, I think Brozovic as well. These players have been you know in a way of beefing with Icardi because you know Inter lives and dies a lot with. Uh, with Icardi. So if Icardi doesn't score, you know, nobody steps up to the plate. So I think that it could be a strategic thing where you, you take away his uh, his captain title, you take away that pressure and you level it out. So he can focus more on, on, on playing and you put the captain behind on, on, on the goalie. So I mean, I think I think that if this works... I think it would go. It would be very good for Icardi as well. I think that if he he steps out of his own ego and stop, you know, w- with all the shenanigans surrounding him, I think that. Uh, I, I think people... I, I
0: think I think if it works, Spalletti's a genius. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> I think I think Luciano Spalletti is brilliant. If if this works, if it doesn't work. I, well, I don't know that you're any worse for the wear.
1: I mean, <laughs> no, that's the thing because that's the thing because he doesn't score anyway. So, so you know, what is to lose here? Nothing,
0: no, no, nothing at all. I don't, I that's don't think, I don't think there's any down. I don't think there's any downside to this outside of media speculation, and and that's and, about it.
1: And, and to be and to be honest, I'm not I'm not promoting Icardi's departure. I'm just saying that, you know there is more to a team than one player. So if you depend so much on one player, you know, that player needs to be Ronaldo or Messi or, you know, one, one of these types of players, you know, that can carry you, you know, in, in a decade or so. But, but... In, I mean, all,
0: fair, in all fairness, Icardi's not that player.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. So, you know, for for Icardi's sake and for Inter's sake, you know, maybe it's better for him to just, just step down and not have that type of... Uh, pressure of being a captain you know being in the spotlight all the time and just focus on just playing football and 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 doing what he he can do best because if he levels out you know maybe those egos in the in the, in the locker room all that will just you know go down a little bit I
0: think that's the hope. and and and, you know, it'll be interesting to see. yeah, I, I agree with you, Sam. I, I don't I don't think this is necessarily a, a thing where it's an advocation for for Ecardi to go. I think it alleviates pressure from him. And, yeah. and maybe that's why he pulled himself out of the match. He says, "Look, this is just too much. I just can't. I can't handle this." And that's a that's a, that's fair. I don't. I don't. I, even though these guys are getting paid millions of dollars, I still think there's a human element to it, and and, and the level of scrutiny, especially in Europe. And especially in Italy, um, it can be massive. And when you're playing for a club like Inter, um, the pressure is even more so. It would be the same for Juve. It would be the same. I would argue the same for for Napoli. I would even say even Roma would would, you know players feel that kind of pressure when things aren't going right. And maybe it's just you know Icardi just saying look I got to step back. I got to get my head right. I've got to I've got to I've got to do this. Um, Whatever the cost is, that's fine. Um, I'm gonna do it. If it costs me the captain's armband, so be it. Because ultimately, but, ultimately, it's a, it's a coin flip and an armband. I mean, you know, I know there's more to it than that, but it's a, it's a symbolic thing. You're the only one who can talk to the ref, and that's really about it. I mean, it's a symbolic type thing, and and that's fine. So, you know, that that's obviously the big news. Um, to follow up on that tomorrow, uh, Inter will kick off. It's uh, Europa League, uh, Europa League road uh, to see if it can claim its fourth Europa League title um, as they (laughs) open. I know, (laughs) you know, you would think that would be a a thing of glory, but even now it's like, ah, great, uh, Europa League, woo! Uh,
1: um,
0: But they will, they will travel to Vienna and take on Rapid Vienna for the first of two legs in the round of 32 on Thursday. Um, interesting enough, some history, if, uh, if no one knew, these two, two, two clubs actually faced each other once before. Uh, this was back in the 83-84 uh, competition of the UEFA Cup. And interestingly enough, uh, Rapid Vienna actually won on aggregate 3-2. So, um, for, for whatever that's worth. Um, Inter, obviously, uh, you know, I don't know if they're still licking their wounds over, over the Eindhoven draw, uh, the 1-1 draw at Eindhoven, where they had to uh, at least better the result that Tottenham was going to get at Barcelona, and they didn't. Um, but, you know, they are where they are now. Um, Simi Verzalko is out. He is out for the season. Uh, so yeah. he uh, he is not uh, going to be uh, on the roster. So Cedric Suarez will be, has been inserted into the lineup, the Loney e from Southampton. Uh, I think this is a yeah. good move. In all honesty, I'm impressed with Cedric so far, uh, even though he hasn't played all that much. Um, I, 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 I'm impressed with him. I think he's got a great attitude. I think he's got a great potential, and I think he could be potentially one that Inter does exercise the buyback clause in in the summer, uh, barring what he does. Obviously, the offensive set changes as as uh, Icardi is out, Martinez is in. Uh, so I think you're going to see you know a, a lineup. Uh, obviously, the, the you're going to have Hendanovich in goal. Uh, you're back four likely Cedric, Stefan De Vrij, uh, Screenyar, and Kwadwo uh, Asamoah. Uh, midfield, uh, what a mess! Uh, <laughs> uh, what a uh, what a disaster the midfield I
1: think it's is. gonna be it's gonna be the and Angolan and Brozovic probably. Yeah, and... I think
0: you're right. I think that's exactly right. You're gonna and Politano's back. Uh, yes. Perisic will will be on the other side, and then I hope uh, on Keita but then yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I just wish we get a mid, we get a midfield that that was at least consistent. <laughs> that, that, could, that could pass the ball consistently. Uh, when your passing percentage for 90 minutes is in the 60% 60% range, that's just awful. That's, that's a that's abysmal. How do you live with yourself? I mean, do and your that's job. And that's the
1: thing. And that's the thing, you know, uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about if you look at this last 7 years, right? Yeah, internet has been in a lot of econ- economic sanctions with the uf and all that right so all these players that has come in and got out all of them look no not all of them but a few of them look very good on paper but all of them lacks something and and that thing is always mentality i think that this team lacks character because the, the the talent is there like if you look at a player like brozovic or naengolan or perisic or whoever you want like all these players have the talent and the capacity to do better than they actually are doing so i'm raising question marks on on asulio yeah. and 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 how he scouts or how he looks at players because he he looks at players as a and their attributes, but I don't think he looks so much at, on their characters in a way.
0: I'll tell you what, if we don't bring a midfielder in in the summer, I think someone needs to lose their job. I mean, <laughs> that's just all there and is to the it. And that's the
1: thing. More, Marotta has actually, well, rumors has it, that Marotta is actually looking at Empoli's uh, um, general director, and he's the scout, scout that found Icardi, Mbappé, Skriniar, Patrick Schick, and he uh, and rumors has it that he wants to uh, him to replace Asulio. and and uh, Roma is actually uh, look and uh, rumors has it again that uh, R- Roma might fire Monchi and replace him with Asulio. And that and
0: you know, good on him. I mean, it's not that I don't like Piero Oscilio. I, I do. I think he's he's been very he' was been very, he's been very shrewd in these sanction times, uh, you know Absolutely. when when inter's budget has been extremely yeah. limited. Uh, and, and that's the one thing we can't yeah. lose sight of is the fact that you know we can't go out and splash yeah. cash number one, because our owners don't want us to. And, and while I think there's a, there's some fan frustration with that, you know you've got to be realistic. And when UEFA comes in and says, if you don't balance your books, uh, you know, it's a huge fine. You're, you're going to miss out on Europe. You're going to miss, I mean, they initially stripped AC Milan of being able to play in the Europa League. Not that it mattered because it got kicked out anyway, but, yeah. um, you know, that, that yeah. was later <laughs> overturned. But these are things we have to, you know, be, be reasonable about. And, and I think Ocelio um, did a good job. He, he played with the cards he was dealt and, and he yeah. did a, an above average job with those cards, he he negotiated some shrewd contract moves, some shrewd loan moves. Um, you know, I know everyone's kicking and screaming about uh, you know the the deal with Zaniolo going to Roma, and, no, and I was getting Nangolan. Uh, and and you know, I get it, I understand that. But hindsight's always twenty twenty, and and, yeah. and it's easy to be critical when you see that the player who went the other way is performing better. But the thing is, is at the time, you never know that. You don't. You don't know that. We could have put Zaniolo in, in the starting 11, and he could have flopped. Who the knows?
1: Thing, but the thing is, Matthew, like, if you... Nainggolan has done this for, like, what, 10 years now? <laughs> Off and on. So, I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, but when when, when Naing- Nainggolan, you know, has, is in form, you can't compare Zaniolo to him because he's a world-class midfielder. So, I mean, like you know you want to compare a 19 year old talent to to an established centre midfielder that that i mean i think i think people need to relax with that you know yeah sure he's a talent he has done good but you know three four games here and there that that, that doesn't let's talk about it when he has done a decade of good games
0: exactly Um, But but back to uh, back to tomorrow, Uh, you know, Rapid Vienna is is a team that you know did well last year and have not done well this year. They uh, uh, they have just five wins domestically out of eighteen matches. Uh, Tomorrow's match will be the first of two thousand nineteen for the team, as as the Austrian Bundesliga has. What I can only imagine is the equivalent of a college winter break. Um, Jesus, it's 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 huge. I mean, a month and a half almost. Um, wow. They uh, to to kind of look back and, and and in the preview that comes out later tonight, uh, and you guys will all be able to see this. But uh, um, uh, you know, they scored nine goals in in their six Europa League matches. Uh, second fewer behind Slava Prague. Uh, and, and, but they advanced nonetheless because Glasgow Rangers and, and my, my guy Steven Gerrard uh, couldn't get it done. Uh, they, they, they knocked out Rangers on the last day of group play. Um, they're going to be without uh, a few players. Uh, their midfielder, and I'm going to botch his name completely, I think it's Dijon <laughs> Uh He drew a red card Lubecik. back in December. He's out. Uh, he scored, He actually scored the winner against Rangers. Uh, Tomas Santos Zantos, rather, Zanto is out. He's uh, been out all season. Uh, they, they, they are not prolific at all in terms of goal scoring. They have, I believe, about three players that have scored three goals for them uh, in, dom- in domestic play. Uh, they have Austrian international Denny Allard, uh, who is, uh who is their forward, uh, will likely uh, be up front for them. Uh, they have a defender, Marlo Sonnetner. Son- Sonent- uh, he has added three goals for them in 13 matches. So that should give yeah, you an indication. Yeah, it should give you an indication as to what kind of offensive firepower this team brings uh, to the field. Um, and, <laughs> domestic. Our luck.
1: Well, they, will, they will. They will win.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I say that, and, and I've said it before that that Inter is playing a team that is just offensively awful and de- and, and defensively even worse, and they wind up either drawing or losing. So um, yeah. I, I hesitate. I hesitate with that kind of rhetoric at, at this point. But uh, <laughs> uh, in in the Austrian Bundesliga, they are eighth overall, so likely not a oh, place yeah. in uh, in Europe next year. Uh, they have scored 17 goals while giving up 25 in their 18 matches. Um, so again th- this is a team I- I'll say it I- I'll set it up it'll be bad I'll pay for it later um, but this is a team that on paper Inter should have zero problem with none I don't even I, th- I don't care if this game is in Vienna doesn't make a difference this team's just not very oh, good shit, I mean it, it's just but, not a very quality team. Um, well, I, I, gr- granted I, granted I, they're gonna come out they're gonna play hard I mean they, they wouldn't have gotten this far if they didn't. Um, but still, I, I just, I, I'm just, I, I just look at it, and on paper, this is an undermatched team for Inter to get.
1: Matthew, let me ask you this though: How, how do you, how, what do you think uh, of Spalletti's chances to stay if he loses that game? If he loses it,
0: if he loses this game. I will call for him to be fired. And, I, and I, I've been one of the last people. I, I've actually tried to defend him to suggest that maybe it's not just him. Um, but if, if he loses this game, then I, I think Steven Zhang, Javier Zanetti, um, Beppe Marota. I think they really have to take a hard look and, and decide, okay. is this something we want to stick with for the rest of the season? Because changing managers so, yeah. midseason is extremely difficult to do
1: very bad timing exactly but but let me ask you this then how, in percentages wise how much how, how many percentages do you hold the players accountable and the manager accountable um
0: you know I 50-50 I think and I, and and I, and I may be a little bit leaning too hard on the manager because at the end of the day the manager doesn't play on the field the manager the manager puts the players on the field that he thinks can execute the plays the best of their ability this isn't any sport this is baseball this is this is american football this is any any team sport the manager has the, 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 the logic in play to determine what formation are we going to run, what plays are we going to run, and who can, who can I put on the field that will best execute those plays. And honestly, right now, Inter's bench is so light that I don't think Spalletti has a lot of options. Now it just comes down to tactics. Is the 4-3-3 yeah. or the, the, the 4-3-2-1, or is that the best setup? Honestly, with the players that we have, Probably. It probably is. I mean, we don't have a second attacking option anymore, unless you want to put Perisic no. up front. But that doesn't make any sense no, anymore. But, he's going to be up front anyway. Yeah,
1: but well, Kaitabali actually can play as a number nine.
0: He can, but, but I think the, I think because he's coming off injury, I don't think it's wise to start him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I I think he's one who could come in maybe for Perisic, um, and play a little up, up play a little farther up uh, up front, or maybe come in for Politano, depending. Um, I don't I don't think he's a second attacking option right now. Um. So, so, you know, so in answer to your question, I think, I think it's 50-50, and that's probably leaning heavily uh, a little harder on the manager than on the players because the players are the ones who have to execute. And, and Spalletti's not the one missing shots. Spalletti's not the one making bad passes. Spalletti's not the one making bad decisions on the pitch. The players are. So, you know, again, you have to be very realistic. And, and, and part of that, it, it, it's easy to chide the manager. The yes. buck stops with the manager. It's very yeah. easy for fans to to it's hammer easy. on Spalletti. It, it, why not? Sure. Well, he, it's supposed to be his team. He's the one who's supposed to be in charge. But you have to look at it from a 30,000-foot view. You can't look at things like that granularly because, honestly – None of us, except for the 19 to 21 players, depending on what day it is, the manager, the manager and, and and the staff know exactly what goes on in every facet of this team. We don't know what goes on in the locker room. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors with management. We don't know what goes on with the players when they're not on the pitch. We have no idea what that's like. So all we have is we can judge just simply what we see on TV and what we see on the field. And it's very easy to say Spalletti is the person who is responsible for all the wrongs that are going on. Is, is Spalletti responsible for Icardi not being able to get either service or score a goal? Is Spalletti the one responsible for our midfielders not being able to pass up front or, or work back fast enough on defense? Is Spalletti the, the one who's responsible for our wingers not being able to cross in right and find Icardi open? Is, be, is, is Spalletti pass. the one responsible for Icardi not being able to get himself open and only just kind of camping out in the box just waiting for a pass? No, he's not responsible for any of that. That's on the players. So, again, 50-50, and that's being generous to the players. I would almost say 70-30. That said, um, you know, if, if there is some kind of a mental issue with this team, not only are the players responsible for getting themselves out of it, but the manager has to bear some responsibility for helping getting them out of it too. And if the players aren't able to do it, then the manager's got to step in and say, okay, we're going to take a timeout we're all going to go to group therapy or counseling or marriage counseling, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter, whatever it is, we're going to sing Kumbaya. We're going to have, we're going to do a ropes course. I I don't, whatever. And, 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 and and we're going to get this right. So I think if, uh, if there's a loss tomorrow, I think that weighs very heavily on Spalletti's future. And I think it weighs in so much. I mean, to me, it's because it's cyclical. Because we saw this, this breakdown the same time last year that we see this year, there's something there. There's something that's, there's a, there's a piece that's not fitting. And, and I don't know what it is. But because it's cyclical, to me, that tells me there's something consistently wrong. So and, let's and,
1: call it a, a space, a space. A space. Yeah, exactly,
0: and but it, but it's hard to put your finger on it, and and, and Italian media does a fantastic job prognosticating, typically wrong, yeah. uh, what that problem happens to be. So um, you know it, 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 it is it is what it is, and and we'll see what happens, uh, you know tomorrow. It is a twelve fifty five kickoff Eastern time, I believe that is seventeen fifty five local in Austria. Uh, you'll be able to watch the match uh, on a plethora of uh, of places. Uh, to uh, you know, to, to stream in the United States, uh, Bleacher Report Live has uh, the Europa League. Uh, the UK will have it on BT Sport, uh, BT Sport Extra, rather. In Italy, uh, Sky Calcio Two, Sky Go Italia, and Sky Sport Uno. Uh, and there's you know, all in, in the preview that we'll have coming out tonight. We'll show you. Uh, we'll send you, have you a link to where you can go and check it out and see where you can uh, you can uh, see the match. So. Obviously, uh, you know we we covered two topics <laughs> with a lot of depth. Uh, Sam, poor, I, I appreciate the time, and and uh, I think this is going to be a regular thing, man. I, I like it. I think uh, having you on is uh, is great, and look forward to uh, to doing uh, many more of these. Uh, if you have any uh, topics you want to talk about, maybe you want to hop on and join Sam and I for a podcast. Uh, make sure you leave a comment below. And let us know. Uh, and uh, so we've got uh, Rapid Vienna, Rapid Vienna, depending on where you're at uh, in, uh, across the world. Uh, will be tomorrow, and then there will be a weekend match. Uh, is it Bologna? I believe Bologna. I think is uh, um, who Inter has. Uh, no, I know that's not right. It's not Bologna. I don't even know what I'm thinking. No, it is. Sure. Uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, Sampdoria. Uh, Sampdoria on the yes, 17th. Yes, that's so, right. um. <coughs> That's me. gonna be a heavy game. Uh, yeah. That's gonna be a big one. Back back home at the at, at the Giuseppe Miazza, uh and right before uh, the second leg of uh, of the Europa League. So uh, lots to go over. Uh, we'll have more coming up on later podcasts. Thank you all for listening. Sam, appreciate the time, and uh, Thank you. Uh, I hope the sun uh, stays up a little longer for you in uh, in Sweden. <laughs> Forza Inter. <laughs> Forza Inter, you've been listening to the uh, Serpents of Inter podcast on uh, I Am Matt Clark, uh, site manager for Serpents of Matadina, and uh, we will uh, look forward to, uh, to uh, next time. Forza Inter. <laughs>